Hello, welcome to the Play Cube Gamecast. I'm your host, Jason. With me is a special guest, all the way from across the pond. Please speak your name. I am Alessandro Crolla from the Start Quest podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Do you go by Alejandro, Alessandro, Alessandro, or Alex? Sandro, just call me Sandro for the rest of the recording. That's fine. All right, cool. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe I said Alejandro. That's my bad. It's fine. I get it all the time. I recently wrote in something to a podcast I like called the Attitude Era Podcast, and they read my name out as Alejandro Crolla. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Well, at least you knew it was kind of you, you know? Yeah, it's fine. I, honestly, I don't really care what people ever call me. I've got a neighbor that calls me Andrew, and that's fine. I know they were speaking to me, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, that's okay, because my name's Chase, and I get people calling me Jason all the time. See... Admittedly, Jason's one of those names you don't get commonly here, so I've never heard it nicknamed as Chase. That's interesting. It's actually short for saying anything. We just, you're mad, just a really good fan of chasing. <laughs> hey, it was either Chase or Aaron, so yeah. Oh, that's one of those, that's another one of those names. It's just, there's like a few certain names that cannot be said in a Scottish accent. One of them's Ar- Aaron, Aaron, <laughs> and the other one's Carl. You can only ever say it in an American accent. <laughs> Damn it, Carl. <laughs> uh, i will say this my cousin's middle name is also aaron but it's the female version so when you said it it reminded me of that pretty well <laughs> um see well, there isn't there's an island in there is an island near glasgow called the isle of aaron but it's just not the right way when you pronounce it that way aaron mm. okay so we didn't just make this six hour time skip over just to make talk about localities and names different between texas and scotland right i i could do that if you want but no i think we're here to talk about a little something else we're here to talk about the brand new indie game that came out just last month for the very first time across all platforms arcade paradise yes and let me tell you this is something that i didn't expect coming i saw it looked cool but i was like you know what let's just uh, spend this 20 dollars. let's see where it goes I actually came across this game by doing research, weirdly enough. I've got an episode on Resident Evil coming up, and there's this amazing remix on Spotify by Mono Memory that I wanted to use. Reached out to the guy, he's from Scotland as well. He gave me permission to use it, and in return I just wanted to plug everything he's done. One of the things he did was music for Arcade Paradise, so I thought I'd play it just to get a bit of an opinion on it. Didn't expect it to be one of my favourite games of this year, that was a real surprise to me, but kind of stumbled across it and i've had such a great time with the game oh yeah definitely because let's be real you're not expecting much when you see an indie game on the e- nintendo eShop, because we've done episodes in the past where it's just like let's just dig through the trash and see what's going on here mm-hmm. and for 20 bucks you just kind of like all right so i'm lowering my expectations to about a nice little 40 percent you know absolutely yeah you don't walk you don't go into this game expecting it to be as mind-blowing as it turns out to be. No, because spoilers ahead, but we're going to talk about the story later on, and the story is completely heartfelt. Like, mm-hmm. you weren't expecting this to come out of nowhere. Oh, totally. Absolutely. And the fact that they only have, like, one voice actor in this entire game is just <laughs> a funny little thing, because it's like, oh, hey, here's Doug Cockle, who's uh, playing as your father, Gerald, who's currently on a yacht in the Riviera. I know, so on the nose, but brilliant for it. If you are going to have one voice actor, Dud Cockle is definitely the one you make it. 
Better than Nolan North, at least. Oh, yeah. And if you don't know who Doug Cockle is, he played Geralt of Rivia in the Witcher 3 game. That's one of those weird things. I only ever realized that when someone pointed it out to me. Actually, it's not true. I realized it was him when the trophy came up that said Gerald of Rivia. But other than that, you wouldn't really recognize it. As, I didn't recognize it as being directly his voice. Neither did I, because I only found out when I looked into it, like, okay, who's your father? Who's he playing? This has to be an on-the-nose thing, because he keeps saying he's into Riviera all the time. <laughs> Apparently, very intentional. They knew they were getting Doug Cockle to voice the character, so they absolutely wrote all these Gerald, keep writing all these Geralt jokes into the script. Hey, and it's fine, because he's playing your father in-game. He is the epitome of the douchebag of a highly critical yet emotionally distant father that was so persistent in the early 90s and 80s absolutely he has this expectation of you that you have to do it his way and you running this arcade at all is done behind his back yeah because nothing you do in game is good enough for him so he hands you the keys to the only things he thinks you cannot fuck up a small laundromat and clearly my dad underestimates my ability to fuck things up. Because <laughs> oh, you start off the game and it's like... So I can I really quick ask? I'm okay to swear, right? Yes. Cool, sorry. Because you start off the game and you're like, all right, cool. There's chump change from the laundromat. You go to the back, there's like three arcade cabinets. And they have literally all the money. <laughs> okay, I have to ask, right? You know what? I'll, actually, I'll ask this question later. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So... You start to message your dad, and he's like, hey, I only got you here to do laundry. Don't fuck up. Don't focus on the arcades. And you're like, well, shit, what am I going to do? I'm going to team up with my sister and be like, hey, Leslie, I need some help. And she's like, go for it, bro. Or (laughs) sis, or whatever you can be, because your character's name is Ashley, and that can go either way. Yeah, because that's the thing, is that... I love the character. It's quite gender neutral. You are Ashley, which is quite a genderless name. And in the few cutscenes where you see yourself, you're just this long-haired character. It's really quite cool. It allows you to project yourself a lot easier into the character when there's no question of gender that's kind of hanging over the whole thing. Yeah, because even you respond as emails as Ash, so that's mm-hmm. even perfect. I, I I have to ask this though because. I know this is more of a thing in America. We don't really get laundromats here. There's one around the corner from my house, and I'm pretty sure it's the front. <laughs> but do you really get it in laundromats where the guy in the laundromat washes your clothes for you? I don't think that's a thing, is it? No, this is this has to be something new because laundromats, you just go in with your load of laundry, you pop in whatever change you need, and just sit around and wait for it to actually dry and clean. That's what I thought. So I'm just a bit perplexed because all through this game, the laundry's piling up, and it's up to you to go and wash it and dry it and put it back out. Yeah. And I've just never seen someone do that in a laundromat. Neither have I, but hey, throughout the entire game, though, the uh, token machine right outside still makes money, even if you don't do laundry. That's a fair point, actually, yeah. Maybe it's like a special service. You know, spend 40 quid, and I'll wash it for you. Exactly. Yeah, Here's... It seems very American. It's like, oh, hey, you don't want to do this? Spend a little extra. <laughs> That is the American way, so I've been told. That's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, just yesterday, I was like, hey, let me just uh, get something to eat for lunch. Oh, what do I want? Oh, there's a restaurant literally 10 minutes down the road. Yeah, I'm going to get it on delivery. 
<laughs> okay, I'm not that bad. I will go out. If it's 10 minutes on the road, I will walk there. Yeah, but then you have to be like, all right, I have to get dressed. I've actually put on a shirt. Oh, that's why I don't care. I will go. I, I already work from home, so I'm already working in my jammies. I will go out the house in my jammies. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> damn. I don't know. I think gym shorts count as jammies here. Oh, yeah, totally. Absolutely. <laughs> There's something about the mesh. It's just free-flowing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> There's an amazing Ludo narrative to this game, I have to say, that I do love. Because when you interact with the world, it's always done through this veneer of pixel art video games. You wash clothes and you see icons going into the machine. You throw the trash out, not by just putting it in the bin, but by actually this small mini game you have to throw it in. It does sell Ash as being this massive fantasist that just sees his life as a video game. Sees oh, yeah. their life as a video game, sorry. Yeah, that's one of the amazing things about it because almost everything here is a mini game. You need to pick up some gum off the table, boom, press the right button there. Ah! Mm-hmm. It's like a reaction thing. It's just, it, it sells the amazing way that Ash sees their world. No wonder their father is so disappointed in them. Uh, I know. I don't know. Did you ever do that yourself? Did you ever kind of have a game that you set up in your own world and you're doing menial tasks? Yeah, it's like something I do with like uh, putting away the dishes or just stacking them in the, in the uh, dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I can never clean the house and not move like I'm an like uh, old style tank control Resident Evil game. <laughs> well, you, you never turn directly you just kind of step forward and slowly turn around and then go it amuses me while i'm doing boring tasks <laughs> i have a little uh vacuuming bot it's a mm-hmm. it's not quite a roomba but it's a knockoff but every now and then it goes around and i'm just walking around like i am the colossus to your tiny little disc <laughs> You got to do this stuff when you're around the house, and you get bored. I, just, I, I empathize with Ash so much. There's a lot of ways that I empathize with this game. I don't know if you got this, but I was playing this game on a Saturday morning, and it's still quite early in the game where you're doing a lot of the laundry tasks, but you also want to play your arcade games in the back. So you're playing the arcade games. You're getting reminders on your watch. You're getting reminders on your watch to go and do more cleaning and drying with the clothes. I had a funny realization. Was like, hang on. I've got actual laundry that needs to be done in my house <laughs> off while I play this game. So I did actually stop the game to go do actual laundry, to go back to the game, to go do fake laundry, to then go play and play video games in the video game. It, it's such a weird, like, nesting doll of what it's like to be a gamer as an adult. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I was at work, because I take my Switch to work all the time because there's mm-hmm. some downtime. And... I'm over here spending like God knows how many minutes playing this game. Next thing you know, oh, hey, work's here. <laughs> well, shit, time to actually pause my fake job to go do my real job. <laughs> it's very empathetic. It's, I think it's why I kind of really like this game is that you can feel this game for so true. I know because I was texting my co-host Mushi and she was like, oh, hey, so you're describing this game like your real job. I'm just like... <sighs> Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> Are we going to move on to the upgrades? Yeah, because throughout this entire game, you can upgrade from your small closet to literally 80% of this laundry mat. Yeah, I, okay, I do have to ask, because you upgrade it in stages. You kind of go like, it's like you double the space, then you double the space, and it keeps going up that way. 
at which point did you stop doing the at which upgrade did you stop doing the laundry in the laundromat and just focus solely on the arcade every day when the uh washer is reduced from like 12 to 16 all the way down to like four <laughs> god that's really late i i was about two upgrades or three upgrades deep by the time i just realized i make less money out of the laundromat than i do the arcade i'm going to focus all my time in the arcade play the games more because the more you play the games the more money they bring in because the idea being that you're getting more of a buzz around them yeah especially as you unlock goals in the game oh yeah i swear some of these goals in these game are hard it's like literally hard as fuck Oh god, what's do you have any any particular ones that stick out to you? You know the game Zombat Two. Yes. Yeah, those goals. The Earthstrike one. Oh, it's the most expensive thing to unlock in the game, and getting it is an absolute chore of running massive zombie gauntlets that only one can kill you. Speaking of arcade cabinets, that is also one of my favorite cabinets too. Mine too. It's. You asked me to pick my five favorite games, and Zombat 2 is top of that list. It is the most fun. What? Me too. <laughs> there is something about getting a friend in, because some of these games are co-op. Yes, they are. And some of them are even four-player co-op. I never got that far with it. I got one friend to play some of the games with me to try the co-op modes, but I never got all my friends together to play these games. I'm just saying, this is a nice little surprise, because you're like... Oh, hey, there's like four little joysticks on the uh, arcade cabinet art. <laughs> I didn't know these were actually usable. Everyone gets a Joy-Con. Let's go. Oh, that'd be great with a Switch when you just got all the Joy-Cons, yeah. Yeah, so let's see. Zombat 2 is literally a twin-stick shooter. You go around with your tiny little guy. You use your other stick to aim, and then you f- shoot guns. It's like a top-down view, and there's zombies in there, and they overwhelm you really fast. Mm-hmm. And you have to save up some serious amount of coin just to get any upgrades. I know it's, and some of the weaker, it is good that when you buy the guns, they are unlocked forever. You don't have to keep buying them every playthrough. But even then, some of the guns you get are really expensive to get. I mean, getting the flamethrower was an absolute gauntlet. Again, keep saying that word. was an absolute just trial to get through the game long enough to have enough to buy those weapons. Let's see, each zombie drops either one coin or nothing, and most of the time it's one coin. So mm-hmm. you're going to have to kill about 250 zombies just to be able to afford one 200-coin co- shotgun. Yes. Or flamethrower. Or that 250 Gatling gun, which literally fires 100 bullets per minute. It's perfect. I will say, though, once you have the flamethrower and the Gatling gun, they mow down crowds. Oh yeah, definitely. I had a goal just yesterday where it was like, empty your mags and shoot a thousand bullets. I'm just like, let me hop on, get this Gatling gun that dropped randomly, (laughs) finish that goal. I never got the Gatling gun to quite late in it, so I I did get that goal and I had to do it the hard way of just using the machine guns and the SMGs, just firing them as soon as I got them to waste as much as I could. Yeah. All right, so Zombat 2 is my favorite game, and it's your favorite game. Mm-hmm. What are your other four favorites? Okay. Um, Bug Eye is probably my second place favorite. Okay, Bubble Bubble. Yeah, it is just essentially Puzzle Bubble. 
which is cheating because I fucking love Puzzle Bob. <laughs> I have very vivid memories as a kid of being at the beach in Italy and taking the money that was given to buy ice cream and going to the arcade that was on the beach and just playing Puzzle Bubble for an hour until my mum pulled me out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, I love that game. So putting that in the arcade, because and putting that in the arcade is just the easiest way for me to love it for, for me. It's a, it's a personal favorite. So it does cheat a little bit in that regard. Okay. To that end, right? You have slightly stumbled onto my hidden game I've got for you of mm. Name the Inspiration. Okay. I have a list here of all the games in Arcade Paradise. I'm going to test you to find out if you can name the arcade game that inspired it. All right. If this sucks, you can cut this, by the way. Okay. <laughs> hey, I mean, let's go. What? Before I ask it, I do want to check. How good is your arcade knowledge? Listen, most of the time, it's either recently, it's either like going to like a main event or a barcade and just messing around with cabinets there. Okay, so you've got a decent knowledge of some of the games in this. So maybe. Okay, we'll test. We'll test. All right. I'll start you off with an easy one then. Toad and Turtle. Literally Frogger. Yes, that's a good one. Right, one point. This is out of five. Okay. Wood Gals Adventure. Was this like a JRPG and Candy Crush? Yes, yes, I'll give you that one. All right, let's get these a bit harder then. Communist from Mars. Wasn't it like a... It's like Mission Command, but I think that's kind of about it. Yes, Mission Command, you've got that one. Because Communist from Mars, you start off with a little satellite dish shooting nukes up into space. Okay, Wood Guy Jr. and Wood Gal Jr.? I don't know the official game, but it's like the Lumberjack game on my Switch right now, so it plays just like that. Yes, uh, Timber Timberman. Yeah, that one. Yes, I'll not give you that one. You didn't get the name, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and last, uh, okay, I'll give you a good hard one. Uh, blockchain. Blockchain? Yeah. So for the longest time, I hated this game because I couldn't figure out how to do this. And I was like, <laughs> oh, hey, the numbers just match here. So I don't know the actual puzzle game, but I do know it's kind of just like based on the Matrix because you're the hacker elite Neo XXX. Mm-hmm. So I got that part. But you don't know the game it's based on? No. No, it's a phone game called Drop7. Oh. Really? Yeah. Now, the reason why I know this, I had this thought to do I had this thought to do this to you about a few days ago of doing this quiz. So I've tried to go online and find an official list of what all the games are based on. This game is Arcade Paradise is barely talked about online. Every time you search it, you'll find reviews more than anything else. There isn't even a Wikipedia page for this yet, at the time of recording at least. So there's nowhere on the internet that has a list of all these games. And in my obsessive way to find the information, I went out to make this list. <laughs> I went on the Arcade Paradise subreddit and posted all the ones I knew and got people to tell me the ones I didn't. And just this morning, I finished the list. Oh, wow. And I'm putting it all onto the Arcade Paradise wiki that's ran by the developers. Mm. they did come in in the subreddit to name one or two just to help us along. But oh, wow. getting this information, it just felt like it had to be somewhere on the internet. And if it's not there already, I'll put it there. Yeah, because there is about 35 official arcade cabinets in this game. Mm -hmm. And they all range from the insanity because we have stuff like Racer Chaser, which is literally Pac-Man meets GTA. <laughs> and stuff like a DDR clone. You got a 2D side to girl and beat him up. It's just all over. There's even a Pong variant called Shuttle Cox. I know. It's 
it's great to see all the inspirations come in. While we're at it, though, I do have to point out blockchain is me is blockchain is the third game on my list of my five favorites. Okay. Once I got into that game, it just fascinated me. I actually love to find out there's a real phone game version because it's something I do now play. Because I got quite into the puzzle of it because it's all about trying to work out if you've got a seven, you need to put it in a row of seven or a column of seven. If you've got three, you need to be a row of column of, of three without going over. So a lot of it is quite planning how to do with your smaller numbers while building up your bigger numbers. Yeah, and there's the whole little fun conspiracies at the end because you're just like, oh, hey, there's an actual little story here too. Mm-hmm. I, I never really followed the story, admittedly. I saw it was there, but it just kind of bounced off my head, admittedly. Yeah, I can never get past like the third stage, so yeah, we're good. <laughs> right, fourth on my list then, I've got Stack Overflow. Some of the boxes, you have to put them in the colored order. Oh my god. So that is literally number four for me too. Yes! <laughs> it's so addictive. I know, you hop in, it's like, alright, you're going to try to match like four boxes here, but not go over, and you have to move some stuff over here, and so you're just like this one game i play on my phone all the time where you mix like pink water mm-hmm. <laughs> and like the little vials yeah the water sort cut games that yeah again i put this in as the inspiration as well and i'm just like this is perfect then there's a huge timer and you get a little time boost every time you complete a stack yeah i can never get past to like the 14th day because i always got fired before that i i could make it quite deep in the game but my biggest problem was i always ran out of time as in the the arcade needed to close and i needed to go home Never the in-game time. <laughs> I'd always start playing it at like three in the afternoon in-game, and I have the upgrade that allows you to slow down time to play the arcade games. But even with that additional time, I could never finish it in whatever time I had left before the arcade shut down for the night. Yeah, because let's see, you have like two minutes to play this game each level, and you need to do about 14 levels just to hit the goal. Mm-hmm. And even then, you're just like, oh my god. I want to keep stacking, but it's 2 a.m. It's time for you to go home. <laughs> it just, time's not on your side with that one. No. Especially if you, because that's one of the first games you get, too. You trying to do laundry, too, playing this game? You have to pause this, come back, start all over? Fuck that. I know. It's not till you can get more control of your time that you can properly attack some of the challenges. Yeah. All right. So, number three it was your obsession of blockchain mm-hmm. i'll tell you my number three yeah it's attack vector oh yeah so think about this all right you got those weird 3d vector graphics you see in the 70s it's mm-hmm. all lines all black background everything makes a little like uh 3d objects so you're in a tank in the middle so you go left right it's literally tank controls and you have to shoot down helicopters mm-hmm. this is the game i actually just solved what game this was like two hours ago Oh yeah, it's based on Space Zap. Mm. Um, I it's one of the ones that it's so weird. There's a challenge in the game. One of the goals you got in the game was to get fifty points with in one life. And in doing that, I I got as deep as I could in the game, got my fifty points, vowed to never play it again. But I also did find that there's a really weird email chain that you get where someone is challenging you to get as high a score as you can. But by getting the 50 points, I actually got the entire chain sent to me in one go. This guy was just like, yeah, I'm going to challenge you to get 30, 40, 60. And just, I got about 65 in this one run and got all the emails from this guy in one go. Other than that, never touched it. 
Quote, I love these little email chains too because it's also in this and in Wood Gals of like Junior. Mm-hmm. And these are just random characters. They're just like, oh, hey, I saw you at the high school. Not anymore. I'm here throwing down a gauntlet. <laughs> Did you finish the Wood Gal Junior one? No, I could never get it past to like the 204 one. No, for, I had to tap out at 250. That's where I kind of hit my limit. I know. Because you have to kind of switch from side to side to cut down the logs without letting a branch hit your head. And you've got a timer that's rapidly falling. So it is about pure reflexes. I know. And it's just like, okay, I can do the long stretch of the branches, but these back and forth, back and forth, they're going to fuck me over. (laughs) So what's your fourth game? All right. So I did Zombat 2, Stack Overflow, and Attack Vector. The next game, the one I really enjoy the most, or second most. It's Space Race Simulator. That's my fifth as well. It is just Outrun. It is Outrun in space. Oh, I know. It's so good. What do you make do to make Outrun better? Give you unlockables so you can make your cart faster and then put it all in those... Uh, what do they call from Star Wars 1? The pod racers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Put it in a pod racer, essentially. Perfect. Yeah, because they're these weird giant F-Zero-like uh, spaceships with the two mm. long forks up front. And you're sitting in the back, and you're just like, all right, time to go as fast as possible. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of time for that game as well. So what's your fifth, then? My fifth favorite would be Knuckles and Knees. Okay, yeah, the um, Double Dragon Streets of Rage clone. Yeah, because I'm over here playing, I'm just like, all right, cool. I died in the first level. Oh, wait, did I just go up like 25 levels in one go? Fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you do unlock things really quick. And also, in the Knuckles and Knees game, there's a a part of the story where your friend is making this arcade game and puts your arcade in the game. So in Knuckles and Knees, there is a small arcade of even smaller games like Snake. Yeah, it's so weird. I was like... Oh, wow. There's like tiny little like two bit graphics in here. <laughs> it's literally just dots on the screen, but those dots move around. You have stuff like uh, the game within a game within a game. I know you have a flappy bird. That was hard. Yes. Yes. You got a tiny little version of Frogger. Mm-hmm. You got another brick breaker in there, too, because why not? Yeah, there is also. Oh, that's my favorite name of all of them. It's an Arkanoid coin. There's an Arkanoid clone called Barkanoid. <laughs> oh, you play as a tiny dog, tiny dashing, running back and forth. It's just what I want. I want that level of parody. Brilliant. I do appreciate that the uh, upgrades for Barkanoid was including the ability to make the longest dog possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I do have to ask then. I did, this one I did check with you beforehand. What's your three least favorite arcade games? Oh, wow. All right. There's one called Slime Pipes. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much just like switches, switch the tiles around, make like a nice long connecting pipe. Don't run out of time. Yeah, Pipe Dream, essentially, yeah. Yeah, I don't like that kind of game. Nah, I had a lot of time for it. It's a fun little puzzle game. It's puts a little right amount of pressure under you. Yeah. I don't blame you for that one. I have another one. It's called Fruit Crush. Yeah, that's on my list of my haters as well. The Puyo Puyo clone. 
it's slow. It's boring. The music is just, I'm a little bit depressing. The slow, the speed of it is definitely what kills the game for me. It's far too slow. It's like, I'm here for a pick up and play arcade fun, not wait down and slow and just, oh my God, drop, 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 bing. You've got, like, time is precious in this game. I'm not here to slowly get through a level. It's convenience, you know? Yeah. Like, it'll take you a full day just to maybe get to, like, level 7. Mm-hmm. And your goal is to get to level 10 or something. I'm just like, I cannot do this mentally. I'm not prepared for this. Yeah, nobody's got time for this. Let's just put you in a corner and forget about you. All right. And, and I think my... The worst one I think of has the worst controls. And it's even worse on co-op. Because it promises co-op, but then you or your buddy can only control both of the uh, little pucks at the same time. I'm talking about air hockey. Oh, the the not the, not the video air hockey, but the actual air hockey. Yes. Yes, because there's two air hockeys in this game. You start off with video air hockey. I'm like, that's cool. But towards the end of the game, you get real air hockey. I'm just like, oh, this can't be that bad, right? Uh, it can. It can. Yeah. No. The video air hockey is a lot more gamified. It's a lot simpler in its controls. They try to go a bit further out for the real air hockey, and it doesn't work well, does it? No. Now, for me, I've got Fruit Crush on there. Strike Gold. The Mr. Oh, yeah? One. Yeah. I just never got my head around this game. I'd always get about, you know, two or three levels deep before I eventually get killed because I just don't have the spatial awareness for it. Uh, but the one I hated the most and could just never, ever win at was Hustler, the Billiards Pool clone. Oh, yeah. The guys would be like, right, if you hit the ball here, the ball's going to go this way and go into the pocket. Well, that's fine, okay. Set the last shot up, give the power in, ball completely somewhere else. You didn't tell me it was going that way <laughs> every goddamn time. It's like how I actually play pool. <laughs> I swear, the only times I've won at Hustler was when the AI pocketed the eight ball prematurely. <laughs> no, it's not very well designed. I have to say, a lot of the physical games, because there's the arcade games in there, but there is some actual you know, parlor sports-style games. They don't, not a lot of them play that well. I mean, let's see. We have foosball. Yeah. That was okay, I guess, but you can only control like one line at a time. True, but I did have the most spectacular bugs playing that one. It always bugged me. I think the worst I got was that it was, I scored a goal and I was doing the slow action replay. I pressed the button to skip the replay and the game restarted, but at the action replay slowdown mode. So the entire game was in slowdown. <laughs> and I had to just quit. It's like, no, this is just unplayable at this point. I love the fact that you can press or your top button. For me, it was a switch. It was the X button. It was just literally hold X to rage quit. <laughs> Perfect for every game. I got a bit too trigger happy with it. Like It took me a long time playing Space Race Simulator to realize that it actually has unlocks. Because every time you get timed out and you get the game over, I would quickly quit the game. I never stuck around long enough to realize there's an unlock screen afterwards. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to hold off on that, but that is too much fun because you're, you're dying. Like in Zombat 2, the zombie just happens to get you. Well, fuck you then. I don't want to play anymore. Hold extra rage quit. <laughs> but these 35 arcade cabinets, they're not the only games you find in here. They're, 
because we have stuff in knuckles and knees. We have stuff on your PC and we have stuff on your phone, your little PDA, if you will. Yeah, the Google Chrome Crash Dinosaur game, essentially, yeah. Yeah, it's called Llama, and it's perfect. Yes. Earlier this season, we did an episode called Triple A Clock, and in there, they had this the exact same game, but it was featured as a hidden game, because that was essentially the only game on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, the entire thing is a love letter to all... I keep saying thing, that's not really descriptive. Arcade Paradise is a massive love letter to gaming through all platforms essentially you get pc gaming or console gaming arcades phone everything every corner of this game is just packed with its own tiny game even just doing things in the arcade as we said before taking the trash out is a game and taking off the chewing gum is a game where's that thing you're going to do about the chewing gum oh yeah so the chewing gum throughout this entire game you have to keep this laundromat clean all right that means Mm -hmm. you take out the trash you pick up newspapers, empty burger bins, and scrape chewing gum off seats and walls. Yeah. Now, towards the end of the game, I didn't even notice this until I saw this on the wall, but you get a little plaque, a certificate, if you will, saying the largest chewing gum art structure created in the image of the thinker, created by (laughs) Ashley (laughs) Goldman, using reclaimed chewing gum deposited by customers around the King Wash laundromat. No, I never found this. I never spotted this at all. Oh, my God. 1993, officially gross. (laughs) Brilliant. And it's like right there next to that closed window, right above your employee of the month plaque. (laughs) I always wondered, because it it has a counter telling you how much chewing you've collected. But I never really realized what they were doing with it in the game. No, and you turn around, go in your office, and boom, there's a little statue of the thinker covered in gum. I'm going to look for that next time I play. Because you do you do end up staying with the game for quite a while, just slowly upgrade the arcade until you get to the point where you're essentially no longer a laundromat. Yeah, because there's a nice little um, replay kind of valuable because each day is essentially about 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, all right, I just want to keep going. I just want to play more. I just want to do another day. It's kind of like Stardew Valley in that way where it's like, all right, I go to bed, I wake up, let's do it again. True, but there is also a massive narrative that does come to a head. Because the more and more you turn the, the arcade into... The more and more you turn the laundromat into an arcade, eventually gets to the point where your dad finds out. Yeah, because he's like, what is this I hear about expanding? Okay, more space equals more laundromats. It makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Why are there so many arcade cabinet boxes here? <laughs> You're not doing any gambling, are you? No slot machines? No, purely arcade. Well, fine, I'm going to sell them on auction anyway. Yeah, because he, when he finds out, it does create the low point of the story. Yeah. He's like, you fucked up, Ashley. Mm-hmm. I knew you didn't deserve this. You're going to go work for the best worst meatpacking plant. Yeah, it's actually called best worst. Like, worst is in like a bratwurst. And it's just like... Yo, I didn't know how long it would take, but seven days is too long to just go wake up and pack meat. Because mm-hmm. you started making money, started having fun. Next thing you know, boom, story closes off, arcade down. You're over here with a little lone tape gun. You look at the timer, 839 boxes left. <laughs> 
And you do that for like five straight days and you're just like, God, kill me now. All while your dad is berating you in voicemails the entire time. Oh, man. No wonder everyone hates your dad. (laughs) True. You do escape, though. This box-typing hell. Box-typing hell. Yeah, because you go back to the arcade one Saturday evening, and you finally get an email from your friend. Oh, hey, our uh, game you helped make, you gave us the startup funds for it's making money. And he was like, well, that's great. Oh, hey, I gave you back your entire deposit plus a little extra on interest. Mm-hmm. Like for dividends. And he was like, whoa, this is crazy. And he's like, what are you going to do with it? Oh, hey, there's a certain laundromat that's just on auction. <laughs> and you get a voicemail from your dad saying, you didn't get this through your business acumen. I bet you just got a handout. I'm like, God damn it, Dad. I know. But it is satisfying that you buy the laundromat from under him. And no longer it's your dad's laundromat. It's your laundromat with a massive arcade in it. Yeah, and your little office in the back is no longer assistant manager's new owner. Yes. It's a very satisfying moment. You take back control. You can... You finally get the chance to get rid of the whole laundromat part of it. And the last upgrade you have in that game is to finally buy the naming rights off your dad. So it's no longer called King Wash. Yeah. And it's some ridiculous amount, too, because your dad is just super butthurt about it, too. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> your sister speculates that, uh, oh, I bet he paid somebody off, because this whole town is corrupt as fuck. Yes. Which is actually an element that is the reason why your dad is so pissed at you. Your sister's been using her level of corruption, to help you upgrade the laundromat every time. Eventually gets to a head, she gets a call of help for it, and there's a risk that she could lose her job, and your dad blames you for that. Yeah, and funny enough, later on you find out, oh, hey, because your sister was like, I told my bosses everything, and they're only mad that I came clean. Yes. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> Broken the first rule of corruption. Don't get caught. <laughs> uh you know, I was kind of wondering just how cheap these expansions would be because we're literally knocking down walls and rezoning buildings here. <laughs> yeah, it's it is implied that your sister is basically doing under the table dealings to get this for you. So it is exactly like like uh, local politics. But one of the last things in the game is you have to buy the naming rights off your dad, so it's no longer the King Wash Arcade. And once you get it though, and you rename it to Arcade Paradise. I do love that your dad gives you one last call where he admits defeat. And you hear him say the one thing you never thought you'd hear him say, I'm proud of you. Yeah, yeah. It's actually really brought to you to my really sweet moment. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, oh, wow, this game. This game is something else. Like, this is easily one of my top games of this year. Yeah, I've been invited to do a list of my top games of 2022 for someone else's website. And I feel like I want to put this game near the top. I know, me too. I love something that surprises me. I love a game that really catches me off guard and I don't expect it to be this deep or amazing. But then it just comes out and just gets you. As much as as great as games like Stray and Horizon Forbidden West are, We've been seeing these trailers for about a year and it looked good from the start and it played good in the end. I know nothing about... 
I knew nothing about Arcade Paradise before I played it. And it just leaves me scratching my head that there's still so little on this game on the internet. Yeah, because you go in, you're not expecting anything. There's zero trailers or there's not any official trailers on the scale of like Stray or Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, nothing on the Forbidden West. Yeah, nothing on the state of play, that's for sure. You don't got any big names dropping this game around, but mm-hmm. fuck it. Take that dive, because we did on a hunch. Like, you knew about it from somebody making a remix of a song who also worked on this song, which, in this game, the soundtrack is amazing. Yeah, I, that's a good point. As much as Mono Memory brought me to this game, I do have to point out the entire soundtrack is incredible. The in-game music, top-notch, and the music you put in the jukebox, it just creates this amazing, nostalgic feel. It's like 90s pop, disco, funk, and it's it just fits the entire vibe just well. Mm-hmm. Like, you're in an arcade. This is what's playing. Let's go. Totally. I swear, my favorite song in this game has to be Rave Paradise by Bobby Freeform. That's mm-hmm. a weird, oh, that's dance kind of go to it. It perfectly captures the era that going for that early 90s, um, just before grunge takes over the whole decade. Yeah. Of like dance and trance and the 80s synthesizer still ruling the land yeah i completely forgot where you're going before that though oh um just how underreported the game is or how small its visual footprint is yeah because you talked about earlier there's no wikipedia page i checked there's no tv tropes page and that's amazing because tv tropes has everything Mm -hmm. and it's just like well, shit, I want to know more, but there is no more. It's just in this game. Yeah, I think I do well have to maybe spend a good hour at some point over the next few weeks and make that Wikipedia page, because it deserves to have one. Yeah, it, it is also really well-received online, too, because it has, like, a 90% on Steam of, like, 388 reviews at this time. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I do have a thing about that, though. I f- oh shit, sorry. I feel this game is as close as we want to get to the modern style of Oscar bait in movies. Have you ever noticed that a lot of movies about movies seem to get Oscars? You know, like Argo being about making a film. Okay, yeah. It's because the Oscars are movies, because the Oscars are rated on by people who are in the film industry, Films about the film industry seem to tend to do a lot better. Mm. I feel that Arcade Paradise is that for game designers. It is a game about games that I feel appeals to people who love games. Hey, that's fair. (laughs) I will say this. I did see a complaint about this game. (laughs) Where they wanted to be more the laundromat kind of thing. And they're like, this arcade's taking over too much space. I'm here for laundry and laundry only. <laughs> There's a question for you, though. What would you like to see to improve this game, then? I don't know. Because I looked around on the little 
blueprints of the arcade room, you have about 11 empty spots. Mm-hmm. So I would be able, want to be able to fill out those spots too. Yeah. Maybe have something a bit extra so I could rotate in new arcade cabinets and take some stuff out. Yeah, that's why I wish for too. I wish there was... As much as there's 35 games you can put in the arcade, I much prefer if you had 25 slots to 35 games. So you, as a manager, can decide which ones you want in and which ones you want out. Maybe give yourself a theme bonus if you put the right amount of arcade machines near each other. Maybe allow you to swap out certain machines for new games. A bit more of the game management would have gone a lot better. I understand that the game is really trying to sell the narrative and not the management side. That's what I would love to have seen to take this game into being something a lot more replayable. I would also want the uh, to find like an exchange rate for all the money because there's two forms of currency. You have the mm-hmm. US dollar and you have the pound sterling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the pound sterling is just for the upgrades. So I would like some kind of exchange rate so I could transfer USD to pound sterling so I can get more upgrades. Yeah, that's another thing. I think a lot of upgrades because you only get pounds for completing in-game goals which are paid by your dad which isn't the bestly explained in the mechanics of the game your dad who doesn't like arcade gives you money for doing things in the arcade uh okay (laughs) it's a bit making the two ends meet in a way that didn't really tie together properly for me because it's funny because after (laughs) after you buy out the laundromat straight from under him you still get to do this. I'm like, oh, hey, cool. <laughs> but I'm sitting here at the point where I'm like, okay, I have like 250 pounds sterling and like $20,000 or so. And I'm just like, I just want to buy a car. <laughs> yeah, I have 150000 in the bank and I can't buy a car. What's going on here? That's one thing about the, the upgrades, though. I don't know if you had this problem. As much as there's about 30 upgrades... There's so many of them that are just completely useless. There's one that was like, you can upgrade the safe. I mean, the safe is like a three-digit combination, which changes combinations almost every time you open it. Mm-hmm. But after I got the assistant to the assistant manager's upgrade, I had no reason to go into that safe anymore. Yeah, because I did get the assistant manager upgrade too, and it just there's not a lot of things you get money we need to bank after that point because mostly what you're doing is taking the money you get from the arcade and putting it in the safe. I mean, the assistant to the assistant manager arcade saved me going around to like 30 different cabinets collecting like, oh, hey, $250 almost three times a day. So yeah, I'm fine. It's, yeah, but there's also other ones. Like there's one that's like, here's an upgrade that allows you to get less bugs which i bought and i didn't see any difference in number of bugs i got in a game i swear i was like all right cool the day before eight bugs buy the upgrade four bugs i'm like okay so there's a little minor difference but it's just not we're gonna ruin all the bugs i know i know but it will get rid of all the coin collecting but won't get rid of all the bugs go figure and i also that's another thing about this game See if you're going to put in a video game where the machines get bugs and you have to fix them. You have to play test that to an inch of its life. Because I thought that one of my machines was bugged. My whack-a-mole machine was bugged 
when I played it and none of the gophers popped up. <laughs> I thought, oh, wow, it must be a bug in the machine. I have to then, well, I don't have the prompt to remove the bugs. What's going on here? No, that was just the game crashed. And I had to reset my machine to get uh, the machine to play properly again. Damn. Yeah, I didn't have anything like that, but... At first, I thought it was weird that all the people in my arcade was disappear every time I got close. But no, that was an actual design. Yeah, that's actually quite a cool part of the design. He again, Ash being the way he is, is just mentally removing these people to focus on what he wants, which is the arcade machine ahead of him. Oh, sorry, give me a second. Sorry about that. Hey, it's cool. Uh, yes, yesterday was Jen's birthday, and there's some machines that. Some gifts that hadn't arrived in time. They just arrived this morning. Okay. So, no, where were we? Honestly, I have no idea. Yeah, I kind of fell into that one there. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we were talking about the upgrades. Yes, we were. Um, and the bugs in the arcade. Um, I really have nothing really left left on that one. That's fair. Um, let's see. We talked about most of the everything in here. Yeah, we've done the full story. We've done the arcades. You've had my wee game of uh, name and name the inspiration. You know what? I think uh, this is pretty much where we can cut off from here. Then we just we're going to just round it out from here. Yeah, because this game was the most hidden gem of all hidden gems. Mm-hmm. This is essentially like you're digging through the dumpster for something interesting and finding a fucking diamond. And it's a diamond that I'm having such a hard time of just trying to convince people to look at this amazing shiny crystal. Hey, come over. Look in my pocket. I have a shiny little rock over here. Go away. <laughs> you're creepy. <laughs> but I have to stop doing games I'm enjoying. <laughs> I know. Because between this one, this, yesterday, and now, today, it's just, oh my God, can I stop playing games I'm enjoying so much? I'm going to be going back to that when I have to start recording on. That just sounds not fair, actually. I've got a lot of things I'm looking forward to right now. It's just a good time for gaming. 2022 has been a good year for gaming. Good vintage. Exactly. I haven't had. I haven't played anything that I thought was really disappointing. Hmm. Nothing I have either, actually. Maybe, maybe seafood. I didn't really get on with seafood this year. But that's about it. I haven't played seafood, so I don't know that one. So, But maybe that's me. Maybe I enjoy stuff way too much, okay? Maybe I just don't take that cr- truly critical eye to anything. You just have to get a podcast going with you review bad games. You know, get a bit of salt with the sugar. Got to do that. Get the flavors for you. I mean, we've done that before in like the early seasons. Hell, just earlier this year, this triple A clock. But still, it's just, there's nothing too terrible. Uh, it's a bad sign we have to complain that game's too good. I know, right? Because I avoid stuff that's technically not really my vibe, and I'm just like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. You do you. Like this whole God of War, I'm not really interested in playing God of War, but more, I'm more happy that people are definitely enjoying God of War. I have a hard time with it, because I wasn't the biggest fan of God of War 2018, but I am a big fan of the old games, you know? I don't like what the... I don't like this new, we have to make him such a a grizzled, real character. I'm like, motherfucker, I don't need more grizzled, believable characters. I want superheroes. Give me something stupid. Yeah, because earlier games was like, 
You see that garden core? I'm gonna go kill it. <clears throat> oh, why is your skin so white? They're covered in the ash of my wife and son. Kratos, you have to go kill Aphrodite. I'm sorry, did you say killer or fucker? Either or. <laughs> I'm gonna impale her. <laughs> uh, but scratch that all the way back to you where are you what do you do what is your plug you can find me on the start quest podcast where i talk my partner jen through the classics of video games to see how they hold up to a new critical eye yeah i've listened to your show a few times and it's actually fun because even though you don't release frequently you do release pretty much every two months and it's supposed to be monthly which is really bad at it <laughs> <laughs> and what i've heard was like all right you talk to your wife early on about a game you pause the episode right there and you spend however long it takes to play the game and beat it and come back and that's like yeah i can see how this goes it's it's fun because i love doing the start of the episode where jen hasn't played it and getting her in imper- getting her understanding of what she knows for how right or wrong it is like i'm going to have an episode out in the next two weeks hopefully where we're going to be comparing street fighter 2 to mortal kombat and one of the things i ask her before we play is can you name any characters and she has skull man for both sides <laughs> i'm trying to understand who that was i got it from mortal kombat but good thing who skull man was in street fighter damn but yeah, I, I love this. I guess I said, we're going to have the Street Fighter Mortal Kombat episode out soon. And the plan is to get the Resident Evil episode out for end of October, start of November. Okay. Are you on all social medias? Um, yep. Sorry, that's other plugs. <laughs> I forgot I was doing plug right there. You'll find me on Twitter, at StarterQuest. And if you ever look up user StarterQuest on Reddit, you'll find me... Mostly doing a lot of things at Arcade Paradise right now, but you'll find me also just posting around, chatting with people, having fun. Okay. Big thank you for having me on. This is my very first time being on someone else's podcast where I have zero control of the edit. I'm really <laughs> interested to see how you make me sound like a regular human being. I'm not sure it can be done, but I trust that you have the ability to do it. Hey, I bet somebody somewhere, somewhere in some different part of the world will be like, God damn it, when did they get a Texan and a Scottish guy on the same episode? <laughs> I have to say, accent that doesn't seem to be much of an issue here. I've been able to understand you the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, it could have been worse. Yeah, definitely. But between right now and here, we're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Despite you having to get up at six in the morning, which I am very grateful for. Hey, I'm already up anyway. I figured, you know what? Let me just wake up about like five o'clock, mentally prepare myself for a bit. Watch Cyberpunk Edge Runner on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Then you'll be like, all right, cool, let's go. Vroom, vroom. See, me trying to make sure I've got everything set up, I've spent the past half hour before recording just being in this room, testing the microphone. Yeah, that's a lot of preparation. I want to make sure it was right. Hey, it was right. Lot, by testing it, by singing a little song. Just oh, yeah. oh, think twice. Cause it's another day for you in Arcade Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> As for me, you can find us on all the social media, mostly Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and occasionally even TikTok. But until next time, I've been Chase. And I've been Alessandro. 
And next time, we will talk to somebody else. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> See you.